laugh at this next part. In a world of political correctness and cancel culture, two comedians have risen up to prove that with the right angle, anything can be funny. This is You Can't Laugh at That. Who writes these? Who huh? should have this person locked up and looked at? Live from Golden Ox Studios in Cleveland, Ohio, it's Steve Mers and David Horning on this week's episode. Why are politicians funny to you? Like, what strikes you as funny about them that, that made you, um, in addition to kind think, of reconciling your parents? I don't think they're funny. I think they're horrifying. Um, I think it's very scary. I'm very, like, scared of what's going on. Um, but I think that's kind of how I deal with the anxiety of it all. It's just make fun of these freaks. Hey, everyone. Before you start this episode of You Can't Laugh at That, be sure to rate us on your podcast platform of choice. Make sure you give us five stars so that the algorithm works in our favor so we can get this podcast out to more people. Because the point of this podcast is to prove that anything can be funny. So whether you're trying to write a joke about this topic or you're having a hard time finding the humor in any given situation, we want to be able to say, hey, point to whatever episode this is and you can see that it's okay to laugh at whatever topic that episode is about. That's our point. That's why we're here. So if you could do that, that helps us a lot. Share with your friends. Follow us on social media. Like us on Facebook at You Can't Laugh at That. Follow us on Twitter at You Can't Laugh Pod. And if you become a patron at patreon.com forward slash You Can't Laugh Pod, you'll get access to hours of footage that's never been seen or heard from any of these episodes. We've got bonus footage from episodes with Greg Stone and Anthony DeVito and Mary Santora and John Armstrong. I mean, so many different episodes with bonus content that you've never heard before. Patreon.com forward slash you can't laugh pod for $5 a month that you get access to all kinds of exclusive footage. Follow us on social media, rate us, share us with your friends, talk about us at dinner. And remember that no matter how difficult things may seem, no matter how stressed you may be, there's always a way to laugh at that. Hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to You Can't Laugh At That. This is the podcast that takes topics that you can't laugh at, and we talk about why you can't laugh at them in our never-ending quest to prove that anything can be funny. Today, joining me from Cincinnati, Ohio, is Andrew Rudick, who is, uh, you're an actor, too. I've seen you in some uh, in some ads. Yeah, kind of. I'm more of like a background mannequin, I would yeah. describe myself as. Yeah, it takes some real chops to to steal the scene in, in the background, and you do yeah. just that. Was it like a, a Visit yeah. Louisville commercial or something that you did recently? I did, yeah. I did a Louisville tourism commercial. Okay. Yeah, okay. I got to r- ride around in Louisville, act like I was on a road trip, act <laughs> like I was having fun with some friends. Yeah, just like pointing at it was stuff. A good time. Yeah. Yeah, pointing. I got to drive on the highway across the bridge, which was okay. terrifying. Okay. They were filming me in the back seat, and I had to like weave through traffic. It was wild. I was doing like stunt driving. All right. And they were I like, mean, I, don't, but- I, don't, I shouldn't oversell it. <laughs> They're like you gotta look over your shoulder and talk to these guys the whole time. Eyes not on the road. <laughs> yeah. 
It's crazy. All right, and that's that's not his only credit. Uh, he he also is a regular at Go Bananas Comedy Club in Cincinnati, the Liberty Funny Bone, Helium. He performs all over the country. He's open for Mark Normand and Jeff Dye and Tammy Pescatelli. I'm actually opening for her in a couple of weeks. Um, fun fact. Oh, the nice. Stuff. Oh, she's great. And most importantly, other than your your uh, your runner up in the funniest person in Cincinnati contest in 2018, oh. you just released an album. And we're going to talk a little bit about that today. It's called A Well-Behaved Young Man. And you can find that anywhere comedy albums are sold, streaming, and I don't know, on a street corner somewhere in, in OTR. Get them while they're hot. Yeah. <laughs> you just, you're just, you're just slinging them on the sidewalk like, in, uh, yeah. like it's yeah. a rap album. I'm selling bootlegs of my own album. I just recorded myself listening to it. <laughs> you just hear you cough in the background, like while you're <laughs> telling a joke. COVID remix. Yeah. All right. Well, today we are going to uh, to take a topic that, of course, many have said you can't laugh at. Stick to comedy, and we'll get to that part in uh, in just a bit. It's the uh, the thing that makes our country run, and no, it's not lobbyists and corporate interests. It's the politicians themselves we're going to talk about. We've talked about politics before with Travis Irvine. We've talked about Donald Trump with, with Blake Hammond. Uh, but we're going to talk about politicians and why you can laugh at them today. And uh, we're going to play uh, your bit from your album and then talk about it. I hate politicians. I hate all politicians on both sides of the aisle. I do. They don't care about us. They really don't. I mean, I'm a big old lib. I'm a big fat libby T. But I also think... I also think that Nancy Pelosi looks like she pays poor families to let her hit their children, if that makes sense. Mitch McConnell's goddamn face is melting off. How is that not a headline story? That guy looks like a melted open face sand Mitch. He's unfortunate. He's the only person you could take acid, stare at his face, and it will actually stop melting. Think about it. Okay, look. I'm going to stop talking about it. People don't want to talk about politics. It's too divisive. I get it. Let's keep it loose, okay? Let's talk about something we can all relate to. Let's talk about snacks, right? Yeah, everybody loves snacks. Everybody loves snacks. And I think we can all agree, in the world of snacks, that Graham is the worst kind of cracker, right? Graham's the worst kind of cracker. Okay, I am still talking about politics. I'm talking about <laughs> South Carolina Senator Lindsey Graham. He's the worst kind of cracker. I have bad tattoos all over my body because my mom, when she votes different than me, that's how I get back at her. It's very immature. And I said, if you vote Republican again, I'm going to get a chess piece of Elizabeth Warren scissoring a Pegasus. <laughs> tripping her lady balls off on peyote. You know what I mean? Stick to comedy. That's what they say. Stick to comedy. My friends always get pissed off whenever somebody comments. They post their political opinions online and some, somebody will say, stick to comedy. They get all pissed off, but it makes no sense to me because my dad's a Republican and I wish he would tell me to stick to comedy just once, you know? <laughs> just one time. Everything else 
in in your album is very um it's very it's like personal to you and then this track kind of it's further down in your album which would if i assumed that you did that intentionally as far as track order uh, that's that's a good assumption like you you moved it yeah. strategically there okay because of the topic yeah i always put it mid to later in my set because i can't come out with it yeah because it's too divisive to right. just be right and you're naturally likable on stage too like why betray that right from the jump yeah yeah right yeah get him a chance to warm up to you first yeah for sure like anything i mean it's like any edgy joke or like you know dirty joke you don't want to just which took me a while to figure out i was open i've been opening with like the dirtiest stuff for so long and i'm like Mm -hmm. what are you doing like to ease in there with the finger and stuff you know yeah (laughs) yeah definitely one one finger at a time one finger at a time (laughs) that's right sometimes sometimes you gotta you you gotta suck on it or spit on it first but yeah yeah juice it up with some lube do what you gotta do depends on the audience you know depends on the the subject you know sometimes they're already lubed up and ready to go they lube up faster than others (laughs) this episode is gonna be called juice it up with some lube i hope (laughs) you can't laugh at yeah (laughs) So yeah. let's talk politicians. Uh, why did yeah. you, what made you approach this topic? Um, well, I'm, I'm very interested in politics. Um, I hate them. It's a very like negative influence in my life. But it also like kind of consumes me a lot. It's just so like central to everything that's going on. I wish it didn't consume me like it did, but you know, it's been a, a very a deep issue with my parents. You know, they're, politically very opposite of me and Mm. i've struggled with that a lot um sort of reconciling uh them as people and their political beliefs because i think they're good people and i think that they are believing stuff that is you know harmful to them and to the world and they don't understand or see that and it's you know but also i i think like politically on the other side, like, I really believe that the politicians in, on both sides in power are just awful, corrupt people. Like, I don't think that the Democrats are, like, good people, but I think that their policies are much less destructive to the immediate future. And it really is, to me, a lesser of two evils thing. But I don't know. And I want to, I just, I'm very conflicted about wanting to talk about it on stage because it's very close to me. But I I believe, and I've thought a lot about this, about what comedy should do and what my role in comedy should be. I don't want to, like, divide people. I don't want to make people fight. But I also don't want to, like, stand by while this, like, insane nonsense happens. So it's a weird, like, like I'm like, what what is our role as comedians? Are we supposed to be, like, you know, trying to educate or just making people laugh? You know, it's... Um, yeah. It, it's a, uh, it, it is that like, because comedy has always kind of been one step ahead of society. Right. Like it's, it's because yeah. it holds up the mirror, you know, you have to have that, that self-awareness first. Um, Steve, it looks like you're holding up yeah. a mirror and looking at yourself, admiring yourself in the bedroom. Yep. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> that, <laughs> that voice is <laughs> deep, Murs. 
who's joining us. Uh, you got a real you, sexual vibe coming in. Yeah, okay, I'll see you guys later. <laughs> 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 no, I love it. Steve, Steve has no political mm-hmm. opinions. Apolitical and asexual. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, nice. None of. I know. Yeah, contrary man. to the way I look, the asexual. I'm asexual. Thank you. Right now in this bed. Okay, so let's go back to politics because you made a really interesting point. You, you know, you're trying to reconcile your parents as good people. Uh, I kind of have the same dilemma because I grew up in a conservative house, and to me, it was very logical for most of my childhood before I like moved to New York and lived there for a couple of years and like actually got to experience the world. Whereas my parents have lived in the same bubble their whole lives. And so is, is like making people with opposite opinions from you and kind of popping that bubble a little bit. Is that like part of what uh, the importance of politics and comedy? Yeah. I mean, that's a really good question. I think that's exactly what, probably underrides a lot of what motivates me to tell these sort of jokes. Um, but it's also like, I want to tell them in a way that like doesn't divide anymore. Like I want to do, that's why I try to like, I present that joke. Also, I set it up by like attacking Nancy Pelosi first. Yeah. And that, because that sort of like, to me, and I mean it, like, I'm not like, it's not ingenuine. I think she's a monster, just like, you know, the other side is a monster. I think, you know, so I set that up and I say, I'm a very progressive guy. Cause I want to make that clear too, where I'm like, I don't, I don't want to just come out with that line firing. Like, I don't want to be disingenuous. So I kind of want to like state where I stand and then set up like, I'm progressive, but I'm not a Democrat. Like this side is fucked up and this side is fucked up. And we need to stop, like, understand that it's not, each other that we hate, right? You don't hate your neighbors. You don't hate your parents and relatives. Well. You hate the me- the media. Well, <laughs> yeah. Right. And I guess it's just, it's <laughs> sorry. Yeah, yeah. But you know what I mean. Like it's it's a case to case basis. But I don't want to. You know, I don't want to make people walk away feeling more upset than they. You know, because I think comedy also should be a place to escape at the same time as it's a place to like learn, you know, it's like, it can be both. So what you do though, like you, even if people don't agree with where you stand, like, and I, and I like that you're kind of level setting with them. Like, listen, this is where I stand on the spectrum. However, the spectrum is stupid. Like the, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the people are monsters. Um, you call yourself a Libby T, which is a big old lib, a, a Libby T, uh, which is very disarming. No. Thank you. Nobody ever laughs at it, which I still say it for me. <laughs> Obviously. It's funny. And, yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's just like a little added quip that, that, that kind of level sets people who might disagree with your, your political. I think, people don't under, I think people don't understand what I'm saying when I say it, when I say yeah. it, I feel like I get looks like, what, what did he say? Like, I don't understand. And maybe they process it later, but. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> There's just the rest of the show. They're like, Libby, yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. so so you got like an O on a later on a later part of your set, and it wasn't even for that yeah. joke. They all just got it collectively. Yeah. That you're talking about being a libtard. Yeah, they go home <laughs> and I blow their minds. Yeah, in part, I just assume you meant libertarian. 
No, no. Ribby T, <laughs> Arian. That is, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Damn, I didn't even think about that. That actually makes way more sense than what I am trying to say. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. It's like, that's just what I got. So there's a nice, fresh, like, uh, like, un, um, you know, it's that's what my true impression was when I first yeah. heard it. Okay. All right. Good to know. That's good Shout to out know. to Travis Irvine. Yeah. Shout out Ribby to T.I. I, I suppose it just... I suppose it just depends on the person, though, because I mean, some people might hear libtard first, you know. Yeah. Depending on that, depending on how the complexity of their vocabulary, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know how, like, they're just like that's in the forefront of their brain when they hear it. Yeah, yeah. Libtard, so, that's a real choose your own adventure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that that joke could take you in two different directions, and they're listening to it yeah. through two different lenses the rest of the way. So, yeah. So why are politicians funny to you? Like what strikes you as funny about them that, that made you, um, in addition to kind think, of reconciling your parents? I don't think they're funny. I think they're horrifying. Um, I think it's very scary. I'm very like scared of what's going on. Um, but I think that's kind of how I deal with the anxiety of it all. It's just to make fun of these freaks. Like Matt gets that, that little puppet come to life. That's insane. I mean, that dude... These How's he real? Like real life super villains. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's a puppet. He's a little <laughs> pet a puppet. He's yeah. a pedophile puppet. Mm-hmm. Sticking his hand up other puppets. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, little baby puppets. Yeah. There, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of caricatures, it feels like, more so than I remember. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, look at Matt Getz. He is a caricature in a sense where. You know, if he had his face drawn at the, you know, the fair, he would be very, like, you could see what it would look like when you imagine it. And we're all yeah. kind of like that, but you get what yeah. I'm saying. Like, he's, he's yeah. very car- easily <laughs> caricaturized, just <laughs> physically, like, his face. If they were to draw yeah. his face at an actual <laughs> carnival, it would act oh, like, yeah. as, as a caricature, it would look like a normal person. Yeah. No, <laughs> he looks like Penny, yeah, he looks like Pennywise without the makeup, for sure. Like, <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> Yeah. Blake Hammond dunked, Blake Hammond dunked on him so so hard. He, you know, that Kyle Rittenhouse verdict came out, and um, Matt Getz tweeted "not guilty" with yeah. like a bunch of exclamation points. And Blake Hammond quote tweeted that and wrote, "A man loves to watch a teenager get off." <laughs> I retweeted that. Yeah, that yeah. same tweet. Yeah, so good, so good. He's so good at Twitter. It's wild. Yeah, I mean, he's. he's a, He's so good at comedy. I shouldn't say Twitter. He's fucking amazing comedian. Yeah, yeah. you're only good at Twitter, Blake. Yeah, yeah. Fuck you, Blake. Yeah, he's such a good follow for sure. Mm-hmm. Big so, Rad Machine. Yes, yeah. Plug that and and listen to his episode on Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. It's still relevant. That's right. So, um, I, I think you touched on my next question, which is why do you think people uh, say that you can't laugh at politicians? And and you touched on one part of it, like being horrified of what they're doing. Mm-hmm. But what, well, like, has that joke been met with resistance? I mean, I think you, I think when I tell like the, the jokes that I tell about the uh, politicians aren't usually ever met with resistance because I do it in such a way that I, come from a neutral standpoint, even though I'm being kind of disingenuous because I definitely am leaning towards the one side. But um, 
I think it's hard to joke about those things in general if you do take a hard stance. It's very hard um, to, depending on what room you're in, you know, obviously, if you're in like a very like woke, progressive, whatever part city or part of town, like, you know, certain jokes are going to crush and certain jokes are going to bomb, right? Like, and it goes, like when I do that, it's interesting. I do that Nancy Pelosi joke a lot as like a litmus test in my set. It's the first like political joke that I do and it leans mm-hmm. to, the, to the right a lot. And sometimes when that joke like crushes, when it gets like a huge like applause break, I get like, fuck. Like, I'm like, it's the one joke I don't want to do well necessarily. Cause I'm like, it, you know, and that's not always like, a lot of people hate Nancy Pelosi on both sides. It's not, not just like, but it's a lot when I hear people like, that's right. Yeah. You know, you start hearing yeah. the guns go off and you're like, <laughs> this. they're going to hate, they're going to hate the rest of this. Like, cause they have no idea that it's about to go completely in the other direction, you know? Um, so that can be scary, honestly, when that joke lands really hard. Um, but I don't know. I mean, there's some, some stuff that I just don't really talk about. I, you know, cause I don't, it's just too divisive, you know, like, mm-hmm. like that, you know, I brought up the Kyle Rittenhouse stuff like that. It, it, it makes me so mad and like upset that like, I can't, you know, I can't even, I'm so like, I can't even process it in a way that like, you know, it just, it pisses me off too much. It's just crazy to me. Like these people are like, can you imagine if that's your like hero is this little like fucking incel who like traveled across state lines with an AK 47 and murdered people. Like that's, that's your hero. Like at least OJ Simpson could fucking run the rock, you know, like at least the juice could fucking get after it. You know, not to compare those two because it's completely different, but I mean, it's, you know, I don't know. This kid wasn't even on student council. Yeah. Yeah. This little incel was just like, yeah, yeah he, he was he was the one that would bring uh, two cans of green beans from his parents pantry rather than go out and, and bring, you know, for the canned food drive like he didn't. <laughs> yeah, that's the kind of kid he is. So, yeah, <laughs> but I would never like did you I, I hate that I keep telling other comics jokes on here, but until one more. Did you hear Sam Morell's joke about that? Maybe. No. He tweeted it even, he said it before the even trial came out, but he said, um, did you see the Kyle Rittenhouse jury? That's crazy. Like, I wonder who's going to play him in the movie. I know what you're thinking, but Alec Baldwin is too old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, that's fucking, like, that's a very funny, brilliant joke, but I could never, it takes a certain type of comic to be able to deliver that joke on stage. Like, I, mm-hmm. could, I could never do it. The audience would smell my fear, mm-hmm. you know they'd eat me alive Mm, that's i feel like that is a a key part of approaching politics on stage because if you even hint that you're not confident in the material like if they don't agree with what you're saying you're you're cooked any any sensitive subject if you talk Mm. about race if you talk about you know lgbt politics yeah any of that stuff you you have to be a hundred percent and if the audience does pull away from something, if you then like back down and acknowledge and like, I'm sorry, or like even try to like do anything besides say like, fuck you to the crowd, like you will bomb. It's crazy. It's such a wild, like, 
psychological thing that happens. So did you uh, have to go through that at all with, with this bit? Um, no, I don't, I don't think so. Cause again, well, no, you know what? Actually, yes, yes, I do. Because sometimes, yeah, the first Nancy Pelosi, I say that thing, that thing first and that I, I am kind of scared to say it sometimes because I'm like, I'm usually scared for the opposite reason. I'm like, I don't want people to think that I'm not, that I don't believe the things I do, you know, but it becomes very clear very quickly after that. But I don't know. I think too much. I'm too in my head on stage. You guys do that. You just can't get out of your own brain. Yeah. Uh, Depends on the time, but for sure. Yes, it happens. Yeah. That's been my biggest hang up since the pandemic is like for, for whatever reason, I, I think too much on stage and yeah. like right before the pandemic, I was at this point where I was starting to get into kind of like a flow state where it was like, like I, I would only catch myself thinking every once like rarely like the, the ratio shifted. But then since the pandemic, it's been hard to get back to just not thinking and like letting thoughts flow without totally going through that barrier. Totally. Yeah. I mean, obviously like, if you're doing well, it's not going to happen as much, but like, yeah, when, when I'm not doing well, man, it is like, and especially if it's in a, an environment where like, I feel I put, I put too much pressure on myself in certain, like if I'm working a new club and I'm like, Oh, I would need to get asked back. And then I like, I can, that's all I can uh, think about. Like the bookers in the room, the bookers watching, you know, where it's like, dude, that, that's the stuff that makes you bomb because you stop being present in the moment you stop having fun. And it, it changes and takes you out of what you need to be doing, which is being in that, actually being in the room. It's so key. I've given up on uh, doing, uh, trying to do clubs in middle America. Yeah. It's just, it's just a reflection of the same sorts of stuff that I avoid around here, like locally, because I am a very opinionated comedian, or at least I'm not opinionated in my premises, but it's implied through the jokes themselves. Yeah. Um, and it's not, um, but the, like, I'm just trying to stick with like bigger cities that don't get pissy about what the shit I say. So yeah. um, that's sort of my thing. I like independent rooms or bigger city rooms or like the laugh factory in Chicago was a great room to do. Um, yeah. but like, but here just, I've given up cause they just don't like me. I already know I'm just yeah. too much of a dick. And uh, yeah. I like being like that. People love that when they love it. So that's why I stick to it because I got to yeah, be consistent. So that's just, you know, it's all politics too. It sucks, mm. but whatever. They're good jokes can't... too, but they're yeah. really good to liberals or people that aren't fucking dumb. You know? Yeah. So like, <laughs> yeah. I'm, it's one of those things you can't just go into, a, like, I hate going into a room and being like, oh, they're going to fucking hate me. And then they hate me. I just got to stop doing those rooms. <laughs> just yeah. stop. Because I'm not yeah. going to change for people. Well, that's good. Because if you change, then you won't be as your best self. Gen- as genuine. You, yeah. Genuine. And you, once you start compromising, that's something that Chad Daniels said early on some advice he gave to a bunch of comics that go bananas was he was like don't ever like uh how did he phrase it he was like don't ever like cater your set to what you think the audience wants because as soon as you start to do that as soon as you start to change your act in any way you become not yourself and you don't do as well because you're not 100 percent authentic self and the audience can sense that you're being disingenuous and not presenting yourself so and you'll hate yourself 
Yeah, of course. Of course. Because then, I mean, look at like the people who that's what hacking, that's the definition of hackiness, right? Is like changing based on what the audience wants. And sometimes, I mean, I think there are times where you you do things for survival. Like I I think Mm -hmm. like, you know, I'll do like some quote unquote hacky, like crowd work tricks. If like the audience is like a nightmare, you know, they're not like listening, but that, I think that's different than what you're talking about. That's like, yeah. 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 But that's good. Easy comedy doesn't feel good. Yeah. Easy comedy doesn't feel good. Yeah. It shouldn't. That's the whole point, right. Is to push, you know, expand people's minds or push like their, comfort zones or what they think is you know their perception of reality you know or to you ever do that you ever do that shorthand comedy where you just like telling simple like like turn of or what is it turn of phrase or you know you're just like talking and then you say something unexpected and they all laugh and it was like that was an easy laugh this is like really base shit base level stuff and but it's not good but they like it. Yeah. And it's like, I just don't feel right doing that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You shouldn't. I mean, yeah. How do you overcome that? Um, not because you want the audience to like you, but so say that, that Nancy Pelosi joke hits, you know, you get Yosemite Sam's and everybody's shooting their guns in the air. Like this is the best, this guy's on our team. Um, mm. How do you, go through the rest of that bit in, in, in your own head first. And then, um, and then how does that translate on stage? Well, sometimes I do an audible joke about Biden. <laughs> I slip in there, um, depending on how I'm feeling and kind of, if the audience has laughed really hard at both jokes at the both sides, I kind of slip it in. Cause it's okay. kind of a, it can be a rough one. So if it's, it's like, if the crowd is really, really into it, then I'm like, all right, there are, they, they have enough, I have enough faith in them that they'll, you know, but I think, you know, I think I presented in a way too, where it's like, nobody, nobody takes me seriously. You know, they're like this fucking weird little noodle has been up there talking <laughs> about, you know, he's been talking about jizz and, you know, getting fingered, <laughs> getting fingered for 15 minutes. And now he's talking about politics. So we're not going to like, yeah, let him, you know, let go on. Let yeah. this little clown talk about this for a minute. Um, but I don't know. Honestly, I, I'm very conflicted because like, I would like to explore more of that material. But I, it's a very, like, I don't know because I don't want to. I just don't want to piss people. Like, I, I don't have a lot of tolerance for dumb people. But I also, like, you know, it's... I'm like, what, what is comedy supposed to do? And like, I think this world is so fucking divisive as it is. Like sometimes I just want to try to make people laugh and have a good night and forget about all that bullshit temporarily. As corny as that sounds, you know, and I, but then I don't know. Cause that's just one part of me. And then the other part of me is like, no, fuck that. Like you need to say what you think. This is, this is an art form. It's not coddling. It's not like, that's what's interesting because it's there's an intersection here of art and entertainment so it's very two very different things with two very different goals Mm -hmm. so it makes it 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 muddies the waters a little bit that's why everybody's so up in arms about nanette or reverse nanette which Chappelle's special you know it's like which is so funny (laughs) Chappelle's special is literally like 
the exact same thing as Nanette, but like saying kind of like the opposite things kind of, I don't know. It's people. It's so funny. People posting their like comics, posting their opinions about like Chappelle. It's like, you don't, you don't get to weigh in about Chappelle. How many like arenas have you sold out? Yeah. You know, it's like, I don't know. It's, it's there wasn't a peep from me. Yeah. Good. Yeah, we didn't have an episode of the podcast about that that came out like uh, three weeks ago. I wasn't on it. <laughs> what, what's your guys' take on it? Uh, listen to the episode. No. Um, no, I will. I will. I'm sorry. We had uh, John Armstrong on, and John Armstrong is just like, he could Because I'm conflicted, hours. by the way. Sorry, yeah, yeah, same. But but I feel like all good comedy should have that. It like could, should create, like it should release the tension, sure, but but built within comedy is incongruity. If there's no conflict going on up here, then the punt, the, the release of the tension isn't worth the, the trip there. So, yeah. uh, you know, I think, I think it did a little bit of both. I think it hit, it's nuanced. Like there's no, I don't have a set opinion on it because I mean, intent weighs in, um, uh, the framing weighs in, you know, um, there, there's so much in the, that goes into it that I can't, like, I, I'm not one that draws a draws a line in the sand. Like, yeah, I'm I'm will I'm open to my mind being changed. Like, I, yeah. I feel like that makes me um, a better writer. Um, yeah, and I feel that like I learn faster that way. Um, yeah. So I'm, you know, I I like reading other people's opinions on it. Um, yeah, but I'm always know. like, prove yeah. me wrong. Go ahead. Yeah. I would love to hear it. Yeah. If you're right, then uh, cool. I get to be right too. Yeah, like. Okay, yeah. You know, yeah. I don't know. Do you sure. think? I just so like when yeah. you're on stage and you have that 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 like inner argument between art and entertainment, uh, between like oh these people are dumb, but like the also you know I want them to have a good time, but also like I also want to to share this perspective with them. Like, do you yeah. think that but makes also, you a better I'm, performer? Maybe, yeah, maybe. But also, I'm dumb too. You know, I say like a lot of these people are dumb. Like, I'm also dumb. Like, I also don't know. You know, I I don't think I'm. I think I'm probably wrong about a lot of stuff too. So I don't. I, I should. You know, this idea of saying like I need to educate. Like I can't educate. <laughs> maybe I do need to just tell them like silly dick jokes and be on my way because I don't. But I think you know making anybody think and just asking questions or just like questioning things. You know that's. I think it's like one thing that bothers me more than anything is just being like, like thinking you're right all the time, you know, mm-hmm. like if you can't allow for like, okay, maybe. And that we need to take, we need to sometimes not take this stuff so seriously. Like fuck these people. Yes. Just like laugh at them, you know, like mm-hmm. they're fucking assholes, you know? So don't. Yeah. Also it's comedy. It's not our job to be right. We just have to be funny. Yeah. Right. Yes. And I don't think we have to worry about it so much. Yeah. Just make people laugh. Uh, yeah. And I, I think, I think the way that you carry yourself too, like kind of admitting that you're dumb to an audience, it almost like tells them, that, Oh, like we're also dumb as people, even if yeah. they're not willing to consciously admit that, like it's yeah. back there. Yeah. Like this guy is making everybody laugh and he's willing to like, Tell everyone he's stupid. Maybe we are fucking stupid. Yeah. But you are. You're all a bunch of sheep. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to stop apologizing, though, too. There's also another side of this, too, where I feel like I've we've 
I'm not so much liberal as I am anti whatever conservatives keep doing. It's I am I am a I'm a proxy voter where it's not so much I don't have to be right about things. I just have to know what's wrong. And so when something I know is wrong, I just vote the other way. And it's like that's kind of how I operate. It's not like liberals are right about everything. It's that conservatives are so consistently wrong and egregiously wrong that I just have to vote against them. That's, and those those things are true. Like I'm not. This isn't my opinion. These are this is so ridiculously wrong that these things are just wrong, blatantly wrong. Like, where it's like we're living yeah. in two bizarro worlds where it's like it's not yeah. even. Like, it's very clear cut that like, yes, that the one and and I think before you came in, we were talking about that a little, like that idea yeah. of like for me, it's like voting Democrat is not like I don't identify as a Democrat at all. I think Democrats me neither are an evil party, but. It's mm-hmm. they're the way less evil part. It is truly a lesser of two evil things. Right? Yes, it is quantitatively less evil, but it's not by. I mean, depends on what we're talking about. But yeah, I don't want. I don't want to get into it because I we can't put numbers to it. But it's like they're at least putting on some, you know, veneer of like try, and they do things that do affect us in a positive way. In my opinion, like for things that I value, like so I have to vote for them. Uh, extracting, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. yeah, yeah, for immortality. I mean, I get yeah. that. That's my core uh, issue as a voter. Like, who's the one? What's less ridiculous? <laughs> Adrenochrome. Who's doing that? I, I vote for that person. I want that dream cream. That <laughs> yeah. <sighs> um, yeah, and I listened to... I don't. Uh, we we made fun of him after his New York mayoral run, but uh, Andrew Yang is starting a new political party, and like his whole his whole mission now is to kind of break down the system and introduce more political parties, which is good. Like it's a more productive system. It allows less like hardlining um, because the way things are, it's either or, and that's so limiting. It's so dumb. It's so it's like it's so it's not reality. Reality yeah. is so much more nuanced than that. And just to have this like this binary system is so yeah. silly. Nothing else is like that. People are so complex. It's yeah, like, yeah. They box us in. Yeah. It's like, you know, I, so let, let's just say like, I'm against abortion, but like I'm for, you know, do uh, green energy. Like, yeah. Well, you're a traitor to both parties. And, you know, so, and, and it's like, you don't have a ground, a ground to stand on. Yeah. That's like, your stance. I'm pro-choice and I hate women. It's complex. What party, what party is that? That's a, the bad boys of rock and roll party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just show up to the debate in a leather jacket, kick down the podium and then like, yeah. like saying like, there's with a toothpick in your mouth. Yeah. The bad boys. So, so let's get back to your bit, and then uh, and then we'll close it out. Um, your joke focuses on appearances, on physical appearances, and for a while. Um, so I've been writing comedy on some level since 2012. Like I was doing sketch, and the one thing that I didn't like about what a lot of late night shows did was like joke about people's appearances. However, when it's done in the context that you did it, it can be very funny um what was what was was what's my question was uh joking about physical appearances was that like the everyone can agree on this because we can all see it was that the mentality behind that 
No, I actually don't like that aspect of it at all. It actually kind of makes me feel bad or wrong to to do that because it is something that is out of their control. Now, the, the Nancy Pelosi line, not so much. doesn't bother me because that's right. more of like it's more of like a how she carries herself. Mm-hmm. That's really different. That's something that you can't control. It's a choice, yeah. McConnell, that's a little different. But then also, like, I don't view him as a human being, so it's not like you know, you can't really like, yeah, he's not a human. So I don't think that, you know, he applies. But how, maybe, many, how many people have you effectively stolen from versus what you look like? Like there's a, there's a tipping point. Yeah, no, but honestly, it, in reality, it's something that I probably shouldn't do. And, and, you know, maybe change, change those jokes, that joke specifically to make it less. Um, but, you know, he's weird. He looks weird. You know, what are we going to do? We're not talking mm-hmm. about yeah, the way the way that SNL does it. I like the way like Colin Jost does it. Like Mitch McConnell seen here watching an orphan lose his family in a fire. Like, oh, um, yeah. I mean, just like he yeah. ties an action to the appearance, which is yeah. or, or an event to the appearance. Maybe that's yeah, that's more what I need to explore. Yeah, that sort of thing. How do you transition to the Lindsey Graham bit? You, you say something I, like... I talk about how I'm going to stop talking about all this stuff because it's too divisive and I want to talk about something that everybody can relate to. So let's talk about snacks. And then I kind of ask. And I've kind of made it more into a crowd work thing now where I actually like... Because people always are like, no, that's not the worst. So now I've been more like, oh, what's the worst kind of cracker? And then I have them like try to get, do a little crowd work with it and expand it out a little bit more because then it makes it more like bring it back around. But then if you do it for too long, people actually forget the setup to it. So it doesn't hit as hard. So it's a weird. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. To find that balance. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's clever. Um, it adds kind of a silliness effect to it. Yeah. Um, and then, and then you approach your parents, which, you know, at the beginning of this episode, we, we kind of talked about how you're reconciling them as good people. Um, and then you put I think that they, I want to clarify. I do think that they're very good people. I yeah. don't know. I, I really do. I think they're just, you know, like any, we're all, we all can be misinformed and sure. Yeah. Oh, I, my, my cousin wow. was at my parents' house last night and she sent a picture from the bathroom. My mom has a Trump 2024 towel. And she was like, your mom has me dying right now. And it's like, there's, I don't have anything against my mom. I just think it's weird that you're obsessed with one, one dude. Yeah. That you would yeah. get a towel with his name very on it. Faulty. It's very yeah. Cool. It's weird. That doesn't make you a bad person. It just makes you like you've lived <laughs> in a bubble. It makes you a cult member. Yeah. Makes <laughs> <laughs> you. But that's okay. Yeah, that's why they, they call it the Jonestown Massacre and not like the Jonestown like community gathering, like you know, the, the mass suicide. Jonestown picnic, yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, the last bit about your dad, uh, about like when he votes, uh, when he votes Republican, like where did that, uh, how did, how did you work that into the bit? Um, I don't, you know, it's funny. I have another bit about my dad, you know, the vision board thing about him not being around a lot. That's very, uh, those two jokes are probably the most disingenuous. And I just realized I've said disingenuous like 25 times in this podcast and I'm going to hate myself for it when I was the word of the day. But, um, it's that's just not true. Uh, my dad is very supportive, and he was around a lot growing up. So, um, 
yeah, it's just not true. It's just funny to me that he's, you know, that idea, stick to comedy. It's so funny, you know. Mm-hmm. But no, he's been very supportive about my comedy. So, yeah, I'm alive. That's, that's uh, but, but that, that's a fun joke about that. Like, it, it ties the whole bit up really neatly. Um, because you, you do hear that all the time from, from people. Like, if you have an opinion that people don't agree with, and you're a comic or you're an athlete or anybody who has dribble. any sort of platform, stick yeah. to comedy. Or shut up and dribble. Right? Yeah. Same yeah. thing. Why is that? Like, why, why is there not a dialogue? Why yeah. is there just a hard line? Right. Would it's you- like, shut up and dribble. Why don't you shut up and stop eating babies? Like, yeah. this, you know? like what, what gives you the, like, yeah, it's crazy. It's yeah. just hypocrisy. Yeah. And shut up and listen. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. Listen keep to what they're cement. saying. Yeah, that's what I've told. I told a guy that once. He was a cement guy. I was like, "Keep pouring cement," you know. It's just like <laughs> I just flipped it on him. Yeah. Uh, I haven't done that to anybody else though. Yeah, keep pouring the cement, baby. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> we don't come to. Yeah, we don't tell you to stop doing your job when you want to talk politics. Yeah, or, exactly. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, and you didn't mention Trump at all in the bit. Was that? Did you ever mention him uh, or or other? I used to talk about him in relation to my parents, but I don't anymore because yeah. fuck him and he's gone. So uh, I don't want to give any more um, power. So good. You know, yeah. It's best to just be like, if you want to do an older joke, because I have a few that are just like really good and it has really nothing to do with politics. The jokes just mechanically are good and yeah. have some funny wordplay or whatever. But uh, yeah, you just got to be like, oh, that was scary. I thought he wouldn't leave. Just don't say his name, you know, like that kind of thing. Like, yeah, just stuff that kind of—it's like Voldemort, right? I'm sure somebody has per- approached it from that angle. He yeah. must not be named or whatever. Right, totally. <laughs> Get to the point. Be funny. Right. Yeah. Move on. So the last thing you want to do is have an audience put the wrong script in their head as you're telling a joke. Right. Because they're not going to listen. Yeah. Exactly. Hey, Steve. Is there anything you want to throw in? The towel. Oh <laughs> yeah. I would right. say that now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Andrew, where can we find where can we find you on social media? And uh, is there anything that you would like to plug? This will come out not this coming Monday, but the following Monday. Um, I social media. I am at uh, Andrew Rudick R U D I C K on everything. It's Andrew J Rudick on Instagram. Um, I have a website, andrewrudick.com. Um, since we have I'm hilarities, I will be at that's a I don't know, I can't speak. I will be at hilarities at the beginning of December. So if you got any yeah. Cleveland listeners, come out uh December second to the fourth. So uh yeah. And that's yeah. Follow me on social media. Right. You heard it here first. And uh obviously follow us on social media. We're at You Can't Laugh Pod on Twitter, you can't laugh at that on Facebook. Uh Steve Murs, are you still Murs Comedy on Twitter? Yep. And Steve, are you Steven Mers on Instagram or just Steve Mers? Steve, Steve Mers. All right. Steve Mers. Steve Mers. And uh, of course, goldenoxstudio.com. If you're thinking about starting your own podcast, uh, reach out to Jeremy at goldenoxstudio.com. He does so much good work for the Cleveland comedy scene. He has elevated uh, the production value of our podcasts, uh, the production value of so many shows in Cleveland. He's doing the audio. He's doing the audio on the show that I'm recording at the Grog Shop on the 13th of December. Ooh, see good that. plug. Hey, go see that. Yeah. Good plug. 
And uh, this is coming out on the 29th, so I guess I have to plug my own show. We are at Heart of Gold in Ohio City. It's a service industry-themed comedy show called No Reservations. Uh, We've got a great lineup. Connor Mead from uh, Detroit is going to be here, as well as uh, Dave Flint and um, Joe Briggs uh, from from Cleveland. So it's going to be a good show. And then we're going to close that show. The last 20 to 30 minutes or so is our service industry confessional where we do some crowd work. Bring your, if you work in the service industry, bring your horror story. We will roast it. Uh, we'll laugh together and do some shots of Fernet at the end of the show. So uh, it's a, it's no cover. And Heart uh, of Gold is the old fig, right? Plum, yeah. Same plum, family. Fig, same <laughs> flying fig. I get those all mixed up. Yeah, this is actually the last one at Heart of Gold, too. We're going to be changing venues in December, but it'll always be the last Monday of the month. Uh, this has been You Can't Laugh at That, and uh, we thank you for joining us to prove that no matter what side of the aisle you're on, no matter what your political beliefs are, you can always laugh at politicians. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of You Can't Laugh at That. Make sure if you haven't already to rate us on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast platform you get your episodes of You Can't Laugh at That. Make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you share with your friends. Like us and follow us on social media. We're at You Can't Laugh at That on Facebook and You Can't Laugh Pod on Twitter. On Instagram, you can follow the David Horning. That is my personal Instagram account where I post any things you can't laugh at that that I don't post on Facebook or Twitter. Make sure you join our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash you can't laugh pod. You'll get access to special bonus footage that we cut from the main episode because not not because it's bad, but because it just doesn't fit the theme of the episode. We want to keep these episodes within an hour and 20 minutes or so. Otherwise, we'd run the light big time. We don't want that. So make sure you join our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash you can't laugh pod. $5 a month gets you access to all the bonus footage. $10 a month gets you access to you can't laugh at you can't laugh at that, which is a series that we will be starting in September of 2021, where we will go back through each one of our episodes and talk about what we've learned and how we've used some of that in our own comedy to prove that you can laugh at that. So, yeah, that's really it. Thanks again for listening to our episode, and we hope that you found a way to laugh at that. If you'd like to weigh in on today's topic, follow us on Twitter at You Can't Laugh Pod, or like us on Facebook at You Can't Laugh at That, and tell us how you did laugh at today's topic or how you didn't. This is all about the conversation, is what I'm saying. All right. Bye.